Why do we all need constant stimulation? All day, forever. We scroll through Twitter while we watch TV. We listen to podcasts while we work on our computers. There are even TikToks that are split-screen videos, so you can watch a TikTok while you watch a TikTok. It's crazy. I wish I could say I was above this stuff, but I'm definitely not. I engage as much as anyone, probably more. So when I say we, I do mean we. So how did we get here? Why can't we experience a moment of silence without being overwhelmed by anxiety? Why do we always need to be watching or listening to something? What happened? The whole dopamine hit thing is the quickest explanation and one that you may be thinking of right now. Before I started making this video, I assumed it to be true, but turns out, while still relevant, the idea of a quick dopamine fix is kind of a myth, and we'll get into that in a whole lot more. See, the truth has to do with a misunderstanding about dopamine, decreasing attention spans, and a huge failed promise. And if things are difficult now, where are we going with all of this? Can new forms of stimulation just keep appearing forever to compete for our attention? There are a lot of pieces to put together, but that's exactly what we're going to do. Common knowledge dictates that we want constant stimulation because we're seeking quick hits of dopamine. We're all addicted to this so-called pleasure chemical, and every time we find a funny video or an arousing image, we get our fix. Then we go back for more and more and more and more until infinity. This idea ties dopamine and self-improvement up in a nice little clickable package. Influencers and whoever can tell you that the key to improving happiness is by resetting your dopamine. That's simple, that's easy, but it's not totally true. Truth is more complicated. Dopamine is not released as a pleasure chemical. Dopamine is fired off before the pleasure is experienced as an anticipation chemical. The reward is not really relevant to dopamine release. Evolutionarily, this is intended to help with a try-again mentality. If you're hunting and you miss your quarry, dopamine ensures that the attempt itself encourages you to try again. Scientifically, near misses actually produce even more dopamine than getting your desired result. Say you got $5 every time you pressed a button. Anticipation of each $5 reward would release dopamine. But then imagine if the button started giving you $100 for each press. You'd get even more dopamine for a little while before eventually declining back down to the $5 dopamine level, despite still getting $100 on each press. At that point, if the button switched back to $5 bills, your dopamine levels would decline even further to a place below that original $5 level. If dopamine was a pleasure chemical, you would get X amount of dopamine for the $5, then more for the $100, then right back down to X for the $5. But that's not what happens. The $5 button loses its ability to create dopamine as it becomes your new baseline. This shows that dopamine is not tied to the intrinsic value of the reward, but the difference between your reward and your default state. $5 is only nice, basically until you have $5. So think about taking a walk. A walk provides a reward compared to our baseline of staying inside. It used to, anyways. Just walking outside in nature, alone, in silence, was great for a while. But then we were offered a podcast we could listen to while we took our walk. That's even better. 
So we did that until that got boring. But then we could scroll through TikTok while we listen to a podcast while we take a walk. That's amazing. But now taking a walk, maybe our $5 button, is shockingly boring. Unfortunately, this has no end. The human brain is not wired to find satisfaction. Because of our dopamine systems, as we consume more, we actually desire more. It's perhaps one of our most fatal flaws. So eventually we have to be constantly stimulated because we've had our $5 and then our $100 and then our $1,000. And now that $5, whether it's taking a walk, sitting in a park, cooking breakfast or whatever, it's just not enough. So how do we fix it? Well, that's complicated. Because to fix the problem, we need a full picture of the diagnosis. And dopamine alone is helpful, but does not give us this full picture. Our attention spans are getting demonstrably shorter. Anecdotally, I think we could all probably agree with this. But there have been numerous studies that prove this phenomenon more scientifically. Indeed, our attention spans have gotten shorter as the amount of information in the world has grown. We only have so much real estate available in our minds, but now there are endless acres of information to consume. The problem is that instead of just ignoring some stuff, we are convinced by ourselves, our peers, or culture at large to just fit everything into our brains. We are told by any number of these sources that we have to care about every single news item and current event. This is our modern obligation. This is FOMO, the fear of missing out. If we aren't up to date on everything, we are cruel or soulless or ignorant or all of the above. But at the same time, we still have our actual personal interests. There's endless information at our fingertips about things we genuinely do love. And why bother living if we can't pursue the things we enjoy? So we slowly decided to just make room for everything. In this amount of time, the real estate of our mind cannot and has not grown. Instead, it's just been divided into smaller and smaller pieces with every passing day. When we pair this concept with the idea that the more we consume, the hungrier we get, it becomes really easy to understand why we all need constant stimulation. But still, there remains one last piece of the puzzle. It was thought that technology would lighten our collective load. Robots, systems, computers, they were going to take some of the baggage off of our hands. But in reality, these things have taken our baggage only to replace it with, well, other baggage. Technology has relieved us from a physical workload, but replaced it with a spiritual exhaustion. It has taken physical distance and replaced that with a new kind of division. Armed with all of the information in the universe, we were supposed to be absolved of ignorance. Instead, there is ignorance like never before. We are forced to grapple with the effects of a failed promise, brought on to us by a technocratic government, a capitalist system, and indeed, our own selves. I can't sit here on YouTube and seriously advocate for the downfall of modern technology, but I just wonder, when we get to a point where technology does more harm than good, how will we know? I don't have an answer to that question. 
deep societal changes can happen slowly over time in a large-scale way. That's how we got here. We can recognize issues, vote based on these issues, and solve our problems together. But today, as an individual, right now, you cannot change the system you are facing. But you do have power. You have agency, because you can change how you function within that system. If you're looking for a solid, well-defined way to overcome these obstacles that I've spoken about, I'm sorry. This video cannot provide that. In fact, I don't think any video can provide that. We're all so different. We have so many different brain chemistries, lived experiences, cultural influences, and circumstances that there's no blanket remedy for basically any problem, this one very much included. Meditation works for a lot of people, but maybe not everyone. Abstaining from digital life, the same, could be good, but could be entirely unrealistic for any given person. The list of would-be remedies just goes on like that. So all I can do is provide my perspective, and maybe it will offer some value. But I do this bearing in mind that I have not yet won this battle. Fleeting moments of pleasure aren't real happiness. So it could be helpful to examine and maybe redefine what makes us profoundly and permanently happy. A person could seek those things and perhaps find joy in just the journey of discovering or accomplishing them. Consuming media is super easy and change is really difficult. Changing this stuff specifically in this world is monumentally difficult. Again, I'm not even close to having done it. I ultimately think that during this type of change, every day will be a struggle. And you will fail, but every single day, you can get up and try again.